Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I got to admit, I went in the darkness, 90% retiring, 10% blind. I thought that that was what was best for me. And when I came out, I was really interested in what the kind of landscape was, uh, where, where Green Bay was at. If uh, I wanted to play, you know, what were the options? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Love and appreciation and gratitude for everything that Green Bay has done for me. Love, so much love and gratitude and just heart open for the Packer fans. Packers would like to move on. I still have that fire, and I, I, and I want to play, and I would like to play in the work. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, getting that done at this point. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by Toro. As you heard there, Aaron Rodgers providing a little bit more clarity yesterday on the Pat McAfee Show as we welcome you into the show. Glad to have you here today with us. Adam Schefter, we decided this is historic. It's the first time that we've ever just like been the two of us in studio. Table for two. Ah, here we go. It's a very large table. Mina Kimes, Keyshawn Johnson here with us for the hour as well. There's a lot to get to, guys, as free agency has been a whirlwind this week. So we carry on. And there was the quote. My intention is to play for the New York Jets. That's what Rodgers said yesterday. He intends to sign with them. But, Adam, there's a lot more that needs to be worked out, right? Yeah, listen, the two sides have to agree on compensation, Laura. And until they do that, there's no trade. And right now, the two sides, at least at recent check, are not close. Because the Green Bay Packers believe that they should be getting significant compensation for a player that is considered one of the great players in their franchise history, maybe the best of all time. The Jets say this is a 39-year-old quarterback who's on a year-to-year basis. And, of course, he's due $110 million in guaranteed money mm. the next two years. I've had people say to me, the Packers have all the leverage here. And I've had people say to me, the Jets have all the leverage here. So you believe what you want. It's just how you interpret it. But the fact of the matter is, each side seems rather dug in to its respective stance. And it could change in a moment. But right now, a trade does not appear close. We'll see how long this drags out, which side gives in first. Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the Jets and tends to play for the Jets. But right now, he's still the property of the Green Bay Packers as they work through their divorce. Yeah, it is kind of funny considering how Aaron Rodgers has played this, that now he's sort of at the team's mercy, right? You know, he, he's the guy that has forced some of this to happen. And let me right? say, I don't think they're particularly pleased with the way that he handled it. And mm. I don't think he's pleased with them with the way they've handled it. Huh. And he is the one who made the plea on the Pat McAfee show to do the right thing and let's everybody move forward here and let's get this taken care of. We'll see who blinks first. Yeah, do the right thing for me, right? Uh, Mina, it, let's say this trade does go down. Where do the Jets need to shift yeah. their focus in this offseason? Yeah, uh, on the football side of things, if this actually happens for the Jets, jobs one, two, and three, in my view, 
start with the offensive line. I like their group of skill players, the addition of Lazard and Garrett Wilson. Uh, but there are question marks across the line and something they need to address for a couple of reasons. I still think Aaron Rodgers can play at a high level. I also think at his age, and we saw some of this in Green Bay, pass protection matters more than ever. He's coming from a Green Bay offense, by the way, where the offensive line was a strength. Meanwhile, in New York, uh, there's questions about whether they're going to move on from Connor McGovern at center and at offensive tackle on both sides. I don't know who's going to be starting for them. They have Dwayne Brown, who's a bit older, coming back at left tackle. Mekhi Becton has been injured. Mm. Right tackle, they had some free agents. They don't have a ton of money, especially, you know, with the big Quinn Williams contract looming. But I have to think if they do whatever it takes to go out and get Aaron Rodgers they're going to approach his inclusion almost the way Tampa did when they brought in Tom Brady. You do what it takes to mm -hmm. compete now. Maybe that means structuring contracts with void years. You push all your chips in. But the New York Jets know that if they trade for Aaron Rodgers, they have to compete in the present tense. And again, that starts with the offensive line. You, you certainly do, Mina. You certainly approach it with the win-now mentality. Different than Tampa. Tampa was a little more veteran-like. These guys are somewhat young. So... Yes, that wish list that's floated out there by everybody saying, hey, this is his demands, whether they were true demands or just a wish list, you certainly go and you add a Randall Cobb because it's not going to cost you much money for him to be like a role model teacher, sort of football player to get Elijah Moore to understand what it's like to play in the slot at a big time level. You already signed Lazar. If there's a Mercedes Lewis in the future and you want to bring him in, if there's a Bakhtiari that you all of a sudden want to try to bring in, you do that because that's what coaches and players do with veteran guys. They like to be surrounded around people that they're familiar with. Think about Tom Brady, as you mentioned, in Tampa. What did he do? He went out and got Gronkowski out of retirement because the comfort zone is there. So they should approach that if, in fact, and when they get Aaron Rodgers in the fold, they continue to try to pluck his guys if they can. Well, I just want to get one thing straightened out, Keyshawn. You were not on Aaron Rodgers' wish list, which I was surprised <laughs> to hear when I heard there are a lot of players that he'd like to bring to New York. You, unfortunately, were not one of them. But here's Shuck. the thing. Whether or not you're on that wish list or not, and it's not really a wish list, but it's players that he acknowledged himself, that he discussed with the organization, and it's a lengthy list. As you mentioned, Al Nazar's already in New York. Randall Cobb would surely follow once the trade goes through. Mercedes Lewis. Fletcher Cox was on the list. Odell Beckham Jr. again was floated out there. And beyond that, there will be a lot of players who don't get the type of contracts they want who are sitting out there on the free agent market before the draft, mm. before training camp, that will say, you know what, if I've got to do a one-year deal, a short one-year deal, yeah. I'd like to be with Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to hitch my wagon to him and be in New York and be a part of this, just like we saw with Tom Brady in Tampa. So that, that's going to happen. But one of those players, unfortunately, is not going to be key. Well, Key, I mean, hey, you, got, you got one play left in you or a few big plays in a championship <laughs> moment, Key? No? No. No, uh, but Adam. Yeah. Adam? Yes. Lose my number. Lose my number. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good, okay, key. well, there you go. That was pretty good, Key. Not the first guy to tell me that. <laughs> Maybe not the last. <laughs> to the other side of all this is the Green Bay side, where quarterback Jordan Love has made one start in his NFL career, which came against the Chiefs back in 2021 when Aaron Rodgers was out due to COVID-19. In recent years, it has been unprecedented for a quarterback to be drafted in the first round and wait this long to play. Love is the first quarterback to be drafted in the first round and make one or fewer starts over the last three, over the first three years of his career since 
Aaron Rodgers, who didn't start a game during his first three years as he sat behind Brett Favre. So what are the plans for the Packers now, Adam, after Rodgers certainly feels like they're ready to just go all in with love? Well, that is the plan. And again, Aaron Rodgers was the one that pointed out from the moment they drafted him, they've wanted to go to him in his, <laughs> his mind. Well, now is the chance. And you've been hearing really since the start of the offseason that Jordan Love was the player that they wanted to have play quarterback. We've heard the Packers, when they've spoken publicly, rave about Jordan Love's abilities. And they have to make a decision on him this spring about whether or not to pick up that fifth-year option, which I think at this point in time is a formality with everything going on with Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to pick it up and they're going to give him a chance. And let's keep in mind, this has really been a historic run in Green Bay. You've got two legendary Hall of Fame quarterbacks for about three straight decades, leading this team to two Super Bowl titles. And we're going to go from Favre to Rodgers. And now it's going to be Jordan Love's turn. And Rob Domofsky was on Get Up this morning, and he said that the Packers have told him that they're looking for a quarterback who is not so high maintenance. So (laughs) they're going to get a chance now to go look at a quarterback that's lower maintenance in their minds than Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I mean, as far as we know, here's the thing. We don't know much about Jordan Love. And, and that's you know he's maybe, low maintenance right <laughs> we now. Do, right, exactly. Which at this point might be one of the main pieces. Key, how confident are you in Jordan Love in this offense once Rodgers does move on? I'm extremely confident. I think when you are pushed into a starting role and you have the ability, look, Early on in his career, we all questioned why would they draft him, but they obviously saw something. They saw enough to feel, hey, we need a quarterback because when Aaron Rodgers decides to move on, we need a guy that can step in. Over time, he's learned how to play the position at a professional level. In the small sample size and amount of games that he's been in, I looked at it and I said to myself, he's fine. He'll be fine with time. He'll be fine. And even some of the players that I know on Green Bay's offensive side of the ball, they said the same thing. They're like, we good, man. We'll be okay mm-hmm. because they're not asking him to be Aaron Rodgers. They're not asking him to throw for 50 touchdowns. They would take that. They're not asking him to throw for 5,000 yards. They would take that, though, in some Ws as well. Yeah, he might be low maintenance, but he still needs help as a young quarterback. Uh, and along those lines, if, if I'm Green Bay and I'm thinking ahead to next year, talked about you know the offensive line still being a position of strength for them. Run game is very good. Um, I really like what you saw last year out of Christian Watson and uh, Romeo Dobbs, a position that I would really consider targeting in the draft. 15 might be a little bit rich, but... I really love the tight end out of Notre Dame, Michael Mayer, and thinking about his fit on this offense with Jordan Love. It's an offense that I expect to be pretty run heavy, a lot of play action. And Mayer is, you know, just about the most traditional tight end hmm. in this draft. He is an inline blocker, but if you get mess matches, he has reliable hands. He's an underrated route runner. He's extremely pro ready and polished. And I think as a quarterback's best friend, he's the kind of guy you could draft and insert into the lineup immediately. So I would love that pick for Jordan Love. You know what's interesting here, Laura? Hmm. Two quarterbacks each have something to prove for the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love has got to prove that he's worth the faith that this team has shown him. And Aaron Rodgers is going to prove that they're wrong for drafting Jordan Love and sending him to the New York Jets whenever they get that trade worked out. It's an odd symbiotic relationship that may end up working out really well for two different teams. To Mina's point about the tight ends and the help 
that Jordan Love may need. The Packers haven't drafted a wide receiver or a tight end in the first round of the NFL draft since 2002. And that's when they selected Javon Walker. That's tied for the longest active drought in the NFL. Let's see if they start doing it now. That'd probably make Aaron Rodgers. Somebody, uh, somebody already knew that. Somebody already knew like, that. Man, long. come on. Now they're drafting tight ends and weapons and all that. All right. NFL free agency oh, yeah. is in full swing. There's a lot to discuss. Let's start in Cincinnati. Adam, what more can you tell us? Well, the Cincinnati Bengals last night reached agreement with Orlando Brown. He went from our studio into a long-term agreement with the Cincinnati Bengals. Gets the deal done with them. You see the numbers involved. $64 million for the right tackle. When he wants to play left tackle, we'll see how that works. Miles Sanders reaches a four-year $25 million deal with the Carolina Panthers. Leaves Philadelphia. The Panthers feel like they got one of the steals of free agency there. A good move for them to pick up a running back like that. That should help out that offense. They needed somebody to take the place of Christian McCaffrey. Darius Slay, who the Eagles said they planned to release yesterday, they did not release yesterday. Not only did they not release him, but now they're planning to keep him and try to work out the contract. We'll see how that works out, but that was quite a turn in 24 hours where they went from being open to trading him to wanting to keep him. And earlier today, the former Jets wide receiver found a new home in Miami. His third AFC East team during his NFL career started out in New England, went to the New York Jets, now will be in Miami. He'll be happy to be there. They're signing another player from in that division, Braxton Barrios becomes a new weapon for Tua Tungavailoa and Harrison Smith and the Minnesota Vikings reworked his contract today, lowered his cap number. That means he will now stick around in Minnesota. There have been some speculation about whether or not he could be on the move, but he will be staying right there, teaming with their new free agent cornerback, Byron Murphy, and the Vikings are happy to have both of them manning the secondary. So much action this week. We move now to a developing story. Top NFL draft prospect Jalen Carter participated in Georgia's Pro Day yesterday. You see there he took part in positional drills. Nine pounds heavier than he was at the Combine, and he was unable to finish the workout. We'll keep an eye on that. And today, Carter pleaded no contest to misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing and was sentenced to 12 months of probation, fined $1,000, and is required to do 80 hours of community service. Police allege that Carter was racing Georgia recruiting staffer Chandler LaCroix when LaCroix and Georgia football player Devin Willock were killed in a wreck on January 15th. A statement from his attorney noted that the state can't bring additional charges against Carter and that he entered the pleas, quote, in order to resolve this matter in the most efficient manner possible. We'll keep an eye on that story and much more as we're just getting started here on NFL Live. Keep it with us as all the free agency news carries on. Welcome to the jungle for Orlando Brown Jr. As Adam just detailed, he is no longer a free agent and he's going to be in charge or part of protecting Joe Burrow. We'll get into that. Plus, Jimmy G has made it to Vegas, is reunited with a familiar face. We'll hear from the Raiders' new QB for the first time since the deal. Stay tuned for that. NFL Live is presented by Toro. Count on it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza, better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I know that some team in the NFL is going to get thirsty and shine up the thirst trap, which is Orlando Brown Jr. Come on in here, big fella. He already looking like money. What's up, big dog? What's up, dog? Good to see you, man. Welcome to the Get That Bag segment. Now, Orlando, when you dig in this bag, all you really want to see is where that bread coming from. I'm super happy, you know, to be in this position, man, to be here with you right now in this moment, man. I'm so blessed. Orlando does make you look small. Like, I'm like, <laughs> that's the meme now. Uh, Mark is getting caught on camera that's just taking the internet by storm. <laughs> he said, whoops, I'm on. Uh, that's the second guy, by the way, that Swagoo got paid this week. Orlando Brown Jr. heads to the Bengals on that four-year deal for $64 million, nearly $44 million of it being guaranteed. Let's read and react, guys. We'll start with Brown, who joined Get Up this morning to talk about his new deal. I just felt like it was a great fit, uh, especially for me and my family, my situation, man. I'm a winner. Uh, I love playing ball, and I'm, I'm spoiled. You know what I mean? I, I'm coming off a Super Bowl. I've been fortunate to play with a ton of top talents, especially at the quarterback position, and I feel like it's the best opportunity for me. For a while, I thought that was going to be my forever home. I was very comfortable there. Uh, it's unfortunate things didn't work out, but that's just part of the business. You know, things like that happen. So, uh, man, I, I ended up in an amazing situation here in Cincinnati. Adam, why was Cincinnati the place that Orlando Brown Jr. ended up signing? Laura, I could give you 64 million reasons as to why he went to Cincinnati. That would be the (laughs) primary reason. Of course, it doesn't hurt, and you get to go play and protect Joe Burrow. That's also a big advantage. And think about the quarterbacks that Orlando Brown Jr. has gotten to play with. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. That's pretty good, but so is the contract. 64 million, 31 guaranteed. Next, we move to the Chiefs, who signed Jawan Taylor to replace Brown Jr. Uh, Taylor spoke about the move today. Listen to this. Well, there was a good amount of teams involved, but uh, once free agency opened up, I had, you know, my agent told me about the possibility of the Chiefs wanting to get me. And, uh, you know, once the negotiation process happened, I just felt like, you know, it was a great opportunity, an opportunity I couldn't pass up, so uh, I went with it. Key, what do you think about the Chiefs bringing in Taylor instead of re-signing Brown? You know, well, he played right tackle in Jacksonville. He'll probably slide over to the left side at $80 million, 20 a year. Like Adam said, it's all about the money. But he also is a guy that can certainly help and protect Patrick Mahomes' other side. And they probably just didn't feel like uh, Brown was worth the money, but Taylor was. Next, let's go to Washington, where they signed Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback, to a one-year deal. Mina, you've been kind of the leader of the bandwagon on him. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's hear from Brissett as he heads to Washington. No, I thought it was a great opportunity. Obviously, knowing that it was only one person quarterback room, you know, I was excited about that to, to get along. Obviously, understanding that Coach Bienemy was coming. Uh, Coach Rivera was here. Uh, a lot of the players, playmakers that were already on the team. Um, and I was just excited for this opportunity. 
What are your thoughts, Mina? Jacoby Brissett played really well last year. I feel like I have to keep studying that because people forgot he is not the reason why the Cleveland Browns lost games. It was uh, their defense when he was playing. This is reflected in the stats. He finished eighth in QBR, seventh in DVA, fourth in completion percentage over expectation. Okay. That said, love this fit. I joined the Washington team with an ascendant group of skilled players. We'll be in a competition with Sam Howell. Excited to see how that goes, but it's a great landing spot for him. I love it. I think it's the perfect signing for them to Miami, where the Dolphins traded for Jalen Ramsey. This feels like a long time ago. Uh, he has some thoughts about people who are saying his best years may be behind him. Listen to this. We'll, go, we'll keep the receipts and we'll go back over all of that, you know, when it's all said and done after the fact. You know, that's what I've been doing my career. X been doing that his career. So we'll talk about all of that, you know, after the fact. On paper, you know, this is the best group that I've been a part of. I mean, we can speak it as much as we want to, but we're going to have to go out there and prove it. Key, how do you feel about that move for Miami to get Ramsey? I think it's a great move. And much like he said, if you pair him with Xavier Howard and they put in work like they've done in the past, they'll have the best duo of cornerbacks in the National Football League bar none and when you talk about the court the receivers that they've got to cover within their own division it's a big plus and a win for the Miami Dolphins yeah that's a good point thinking about the matchups there all right finally to New York where the Giants traded for Darren Waller who's excited to link up with his new head coach Brian Dable and with Dave's I mean just seeing him from when he was in Buffalo you see a high octane offense a lot of playmakers ball just flying around the yard it's just an exciting brand of football to see him and how he gets everybody involved and the creativity with which he does that uh, I'm excited to just be in the mix and be a part of what this offense is going to try to do and I'm willing to come out here and to be the best I can be to be a weapon for this team a tool that this team can use to get to that next level that they want to go to and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Mina, it's fun to think about Waller in this Giants offense. Yeah, I absolutely love this for New York. I'm talking about how they needed to go out and get a weapon for Daniel Jones. Weapon is the perfect word, pass catcher. He was the best pass catcher available to them in, you know, a, not a great wide receiver market. Now they can line up in 12 personnel, run the ball, get defenses in base, get Waller mismatches on a linebacker. He's going to produce at a high level for them. It's a very reasonable contract that they can get out of this year if there are any injury issues. To me, this was a slam dunk for the New York Giants. Yeah, he mentioned Brian Dable, Waller did, and I'm just thinking about Dable salivating over having a weapon like this in that Giants offense. So much so more good. coming your way here on NFL Live as we get a lot to get to. The Cowboys have officially released Ezekiel Elliott. So what's next for the star running back? Here, which team Key thinks should be giving him a call. It's really interesting. Plus, you see Stephon Gilmore there making it official with the Cowboys. And a really good signing for them as he is getting that all solidified. We'll be back with more NFL Live right after this. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by Toro. Let's talk a little running backs. The running back market has started to move. For more on that, we're going to run with it with Adam Schefter. Let's start in Carolina and Miles Sanders. Yeah, Laura, Carolina made a surprising move. Miles Sanders winds up there. Remember during the season, the Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey? Well, here is a Christian McCaffrey-like replacement. They take the running back off the NFC champions. He signs a four-year deal worth $25 million. They lock him in there. Longer-term deal than most running backs get in free agency. David Montgomery. Gets a nice deal in Detroit. He essentially replaces Jamal Williams, leaves the Chicago Bears, goes to a division rival, and we know that the Lions already have DeAndre Swift. Now they'll match Swift with David Montgomery, and that should make that offense fairly dynamic. Speaking of which, Jamal Williams finds himself going to New Orleans on a three-year, $12 million deal. Let's keep in mind that Alvin Kamara could be facing discipline this upcoming season, and so... The Saints could be leaning even more heavily on Jamal Williams, just as the Lions did this past season. And yesterday at this time, the Dallas Cowboys made it official, releasing Ezekiel Elliott after seven highly productive seasons in Dallas. Zeke's now a free agent looking for a new home. Dallas still would like to bring him back. We'll see what the open market produces for Zeke and whether or not it makes sense for him to return to Dallas. Certainly some teams that could use him. But I think Jerry Jones and the Cowboys still would like to bring back Zeke if that were at all possible. Ooh, interesting. So we'll get to those teams that could use him, but let's talk about the Cowboys. They've decided, obviously, to at least move forward with Tony Pollard as their lead back. It's not hard to see why as you see the numbers. Ezekiel Elliott averaged only 3.9 yards per touch last season, which was the worst mark in the NFL among 50 qualified running backs. On the other hand, Pollard averaged nearly six yards per touch which ranked fourth. Worth remembering that Pollard's coming off the injured leg. But, Key, where do you think would be the best fit for Zeke? Well, Adam mentioned the Dallas Cowboys, which is obviously a fit if he goes back there. But I think you can start to look at you Look at Buffalo, right? Buffalo wants to try and run the football outside of Josh Allen. I think when you look at Zeke, it wasn't necessarily about his performances. It was about the money. He did have 12 rushing touchdowns on the ground. He averaged on the ground about 3.9 yards. In his career, he's averaged over four yards a carry. So he is a, a goal line red zone nightmare for defenses. And Buffalo needs that help. The Cincinnati Bengals can use him as well. And Adam did mention the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, when you think about Zeke, so much of it, to Key's point, goes back to the money that he made, the money that he was paid. 
and a lot of people looked at the production and compared it to that money and that's sort of a cautionary tale Mina so what should the next move for the Cowboys be when it comes yeah. to the running back position they need to draft a running back mm. um, I've seen them linked with Bijan Robinson who you know I love that might be a little bit rich given some positional need but there's a lot of really great running backs in this draft uh, and I think they need to do so frankly, to learn from the mistakes of the Ezekiel Elliott contract. Um, Tony Pollard, you guys have heard me beat the drum for him forever, is fantastic. They tagged him. Perhaps they can get a more reasonable deal done. We're going to talk about Miles Sanders in Carolina that I would classify as reasonable. But even bringing Pollard back, you still want a younger running back to complement him and potentially compete with him in your room. I, I think going with two uh, veterans would be a mistake for this team. That's a position where they should seek to get younger while bringing Tony Pollard back into the fold this year. And that's the thing about Ezekiel Elliott. He makes Tony Pollard better. He yeah. complements him. They need him not only for the production that he brings, but for the way he helps preserve Tony Pollard and makes him a better back. So, I mean, it's exactly right. They're going to have to replace that, whether it is with Zeke, a back in the draft, a back in free agency. It's a soft free agent running back market. Perhaps there's a running back out there who hasn't found the type of deal that he wants and would like to go play for Dallas on a cheap deal, on a one-year deal, be productive next to Tony Pollard and hit free agency again a year from now. It's going to be fascinating to see how Bijan Robinson fits into this conversation. It feels like a very Jerry Jones thing to potentially do. They have that 27th pick, which Mina mentioned could be a little rich for a running back, but... Bijan Robinson is different. I don't, I don't think know. he'll last at 27. I don't either. I mean, I that's the thing. So. Like, it, that's the hard part is he may not still be there. Somebody else will grab him up. He is an incredible, fantastic player. Let's head to Carolina, where the Panthers have had a busy offseason so far, which began last week when they acquired the first overall pick in the draft from the Bears. Yesterday, Carolina agreed to terms with, as Adam mentioned, former Eagles running back Miles Sanders, who, were, who was ranked fifth in the NFL in rushing yards last season. And the Panthers Panthers also added safety Von Bell to their talented young defense. Mina, what do you think about the moves that the Panthers have made this offseason? Yeah, well, starting with Miles Sanders, I absolutely love this for him. Uh, because we saw last year after the Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey how productive their rushing attack continued to be in large part because this offensive line in Carolina has improved so much. It's a very good run blocking group now. So I think for Sanders, uh, you know, who's obviously incredibly productive in Philadelphia to join this team, I expect him to continue that production there. Uh, and, you know, this is Laura. They're kind of making moves around the margins, bringing in Hayden Hurst. I like the Von Bell signing as well. But we all know that when they do draft a quarterback at number one, they still need to give that quarterback help. This wide receiver group is unfinished. I'm not really going to make any judgments right now because there's still so much time left in free agency with mm -hmm. trades, but that is a group that needs to be augmented to help this young quarterback that they draft. Yeah, and, and Miles Sanders is a good pickup for the Carolina Panthers. You know, 1,300 yards on the ground, 11 touchdowns a year ago. We saw what he was able to do in Philadelphia, but when you talk about Frank Reich and Jim Caldwell, who likes to run the football. They're, they're, they're going to be running this offense. They're going to be doing some things, and you know you need a running game if you select a young quarterback because you're not asking him to all of a sudden become John Elway with his arm. You just want him to learn how to play professional football. You ease the pain by having a strong running game. So I think it's a, think it's a good signing for him. It's not one that will just be like, oh, my God, wow, they picked up Miles Sanders. They're getting ready to run away with the NFC. Well, they needed offensive playmakers. I mean, is right. They do need more wide receiving help. 
But this offseason is going to be defined by what this team does with the number one overall pick. They made right. the bold move last week to trade up to get to number one, and now they'll sift through the quarterback options. And I think going into the process of evaluating the quarterbacks, I think that Bryce Young is the favorite to become the number one overall pick, and they will really? go in with an open – Really? Yeah, that's – Let's live there for just a second if we can, because some people have thought maybe Anthony Richardson climbed into that conversation yeah. after the combine. C.J. Stroud. You're hearing C.J. Stroud, yeah. especially with that offensive line. You're, I think you're hearing... going into the process, mm -hmm. I think, let me say it this way, I think Bryce Young is to the Panthers what Mac Jones was to the 49ers Ooh. when they traded up. They traded Ooh. up with the idea that they really mm. liked Mac Jones, and then they went through the process and wound up on Trey Lance. I think in this particular case, this team moved up with the idea that Bryce Young was a guy that they loved. Mm. They also really like C.J. Stroud. He's definitely got support in the organization. And we'll see what transpires during the course of evaluations. But I think at the beginning of the process, it starts out with Bryce Young as the favorite. Okay, that's fascinating in the analogy that you used there. Of course, the moving up that the 49ers did at that time. Of course, we all thought it was for Mac Jones. That seemingly was what they thought, too. It's also worth noting, Mina, that this happened, this trade up happened after they had met with the quarterbacks at the Combine. So their familiarity yeah. with them as human beings is certainly something to consider. What do you think about what Adam just said, Bryce Young being the favorite to be that well, pick by the Panthers? I think Adam brings up such a great point, pointing out or referring back to the 49ers process, starting with Mac Jones, eventually moving to Trey Lance. It's a good reminder of the fact that these teams, their opinions change. Mm. I mean, there is so much debate right now, probably in the Carolina building. There's probably guys there who favor Bryce Young, favor C.J. Stroud, who are falling in love with Anthony Richardson. Um, Bryce Young was my number one quarterback, is my number one quarterback in the draft. I, I think he is the best prospect. Is he the best prospect for Carolina? That's obviously something they're going to have to figure out. I do like him behind that offensive line that I referred to, though. And it sounds like C.J. Stroud also very much in the conversation Definitely. for them. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And there are people who think he'll be the pick. I just think going into the start of the evaluation process, for whatever that's worth, right. Bryce Young right now is the favorite. We'll see. Hey, it's important to note they traded up to number one overall, so they obviously like him. Coming up next, we got a lot more on the way. Star safety Jordan Poirier will be staying in Buffalo in hopes to finally make a Super Bowl run, but Mina believes the Bills defense has more steps to take in order to be successful. That's on the way. I love it, Adam. Let's talk a little draft today. Why not? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by Toro. The XFL returns Thursday night as the undefeated Roughnecks tonight taking on the Sea Dragons on ESPN, 1030 Eastern. Then on Saturday, FX has a doubleheader featuring the 4-0 defenders and the Battlehawks, followed by the Guardians and Vipers. Sunday night on ESPN2 and ESPN Deportes, the Renegades square off against the Brahmas at 9 Eastern every game, also available on ESPN+. Let's get to some news with Jordan Poirier returning to the Bills. Of course, this part of a defense that is looking to try and make a run here. We'll see exactly what they're capable of as he re-signs on a two-year deal. Here's more from Poirier on rejoining Buffalo. I honestly didn't know what was going to, you know, the free agency this is my first time being a free agent in my career, really kind of hitting the market, I guess, as you call it. But I knew that this is where I wanted to be. I knew that this is where I wanted to play. And these are my people. Uh, I've been here six years. I love I love it here. Um, I'm comfortable here. And I know the expectations that this organization has in me and the expectations that I have uh, elsewhere. Adam, earlier this week, it looked like there was a good chance Poyer would not be returning to Buffalo. Yeah. How are the two sides able to agree on the new deal? Well, it's pretty simple. If you look at the free agent safety market, it was not nearly as robust as people thought it would be. And I think Jordan Poyer went out there thinking that there might be teams lined up for Rich Offers. He's been a great player. Buffalo wanted him back. It was just a question of how much he could afford to pay him. And obviously, the big-time offer did not materialize mm. the way that he had hoped. And so... If that is the case, then you go back to Buffalo. You're seeing some of these other safeties that are still sitting out there right now on the free agent market. The safety market has not taken off. Jesse Bates was the one safety that got paid. Some other people have wanted to be paid in that range. Nobody's willing to do it. If nobody's willing to do it, then you take the best deal you can. Jordan Poyer's best deal was with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it's not like these teams aren't paying attention to what other teams are paying. Mina, when you look at this Bills defense with Poyer back in the mix, what needs to change in order for them to be a better unit as a whole next season? Well, the first thing that needs to happen is they just need to be healthier. That's mm. really what doomed them last year, Laura. You know, coming into the season, we thought this was going to be one of, if not the best defenses in the NFL. Then you lose your other safety, Micah Hyde, at the very beginning of the season. So getting him back, having that continuity at the safety position will be huge. And, of course, Tredavious White, uh, their veteran corner, not coming back from injury. Aside from that, however, with those veterans in place, the Bills need young players they've drafted over the last couple of years to step up, which is, of course, always the case when you pay your quarterback a lot of money is you need guys on rookie contracts to play well. So cornerbacks, Kyer Elam, Christian Benford, who got a lot of action last year, and then at pass rusher, um, opposite Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham, one of those guys has to step up 
and provide more of a presence opposite Miller. If that happens, I think this unit can be really good. Yeah, it makes you think, too. They could use another pass rusher to step up beside Von Miller. Despite missing seven games yeah. last season, Miller still led the Bills in quarterback pressures. He had 11 more than any other Bills player. Need to get some more heat on some of these yeah. quarterbacks, especially against the teams they're going to play. All right, let's get to Jimmy G, who now officially introduced as the Raiders quarterback. You see him there in the facility Gorgeous facility, by the way, in Las Vegas. We'll see if we can hear from him a little later on. He's expected to speak to the media. We'll keep an eye on that. But either way, he is now a Raider reuniting with Josh McDaniels from his time at the Patriots. And Jimmy G has struggled with injuries. But when he's on the field, he's been productive. Since 2017, Garoppolo has completed 68% of his passes, which ranks third in the NFL. Garoppolo leads the NFL in yards per pass attempt during that span. But he's certainly benefited from a talented supporting cast in San Francisco. They average nearly seven yards after the catch per completion. There's two sides to every story when it comes to some of these stats. But Adam, what more can you tell us about why Las Vegas was the landing spot for Jimmy G? Well, listen, again, you look and evaluate the free agent quarterback landscape. Carolina would have been an option to trade it up for the number one pick. Houston was interested, but the Raiders came the strongest because last week when the Raiders explored a trade up to number one, the trade didn't get done and they decided that they would be very happy and comfortable signing Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo knows Josh McDaniels from their time together in New England. They've worked together before. It was a situation where there was a comfort level between the two men. And so this was the best option at this time for both sides, for Jimmy and the Raiders. And Jimmy Garoppolo will be able to step in. He already knows and is comfortable with the offense. They're comfortable with him. And they're off and running. Yeah, Key, that offense is complicated, right? All NFL offenses are to some degree, but there is a level of that. Jacoby Myers, also one of their signings during this free agency period. There's a lot of comfortability with these Patriots guys. What do you think about the direction, Key, that the Raiders seem to be going this offseason? You mean like this? Just the, they're all, they're, they're I thought you were scratching your armpit for a second. No, I'm like the direction. They're, they're kind of like. All over the place for me. I really don't know what direction they're headed in. I mean, they bring in Jacoby Myers when, to me, as a guy who played the position at receiver, he's the same thing as Renfro. You, you duplicated the same body of work. Yeah, you got Devontae Adams, but then you get rid of Waller, who is your best receiver outside of Devontae Adams as a big tight end. Yes, he's been injured and missed some time, but it just – I don't know what they're doing. Jimmy G's fine, okay? Much like Adams said – Yes, he knows the system. He knows all those things. And you talked about it, Laura, the success he had in San Francisco. Well, there is no Kittle on this. There is no uh, Debo Samuel, okay? There is no Christian McCaffrey. So I don't know what they're thinking. I really don't. Maybe he's the bridge to the next young quarterback and they got a plan long term. I think the other big thing is they've got to add more to that defense. You know, outside of Max Crosby, there are a lot of holes on that Raiders D, and that's especially in that division, extremely important. We got more coming your way on NFL Live. And when we come back, the Eagles have resigned some key pieces of their dominant defense. But Mina thinks what they've prioritized so far may be hinting at something. She'll explain that. There's a lot more details on those Eagles. NFL Live is presented by Toro. Count on it. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Every time that ball comes your way, make your play. I'm trying to eat him. I'm not going to eat. <laughs> yes, sir. Primetime play, make primetime play is a big time game. If I ever lose, then I swan too many. I don't pick and choose, now I'm always ready. I'm bleeding proud over my shirt if they ever get me. Walking tall like MG96, they can't forget me. The Eagles' defense was dominant throughout Philly's run to the Super Bowl last season, but that unit's going to look much different next season. Of the Eagles' top nine players in terms of defensive snaps played last season, only four of them currently under contract with Philly. Of the five remaining players, four of them have signed with a different team. The lone exception is safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who remains a free agent. He's one that we had our eye on thinking he might have been signed even sooner, but that market, I think, has lent itself to that. Adam, how were they able to get deals done, though, with Darius Slay and Fletcher Cox? Well, it's interesting because I think that there was a real chance they were going to lose both players. Fletcher mm. Cox had more lucrative offers elsewhere, and Darius Slay, they announced they were going to release. And then as they got closer to releasing, they didn't put him on the waiver wire, didn't process the transaction, continue to talk to him, and are figuring out a way for him to stay. So Slay stays, Cox bypasses a more lucrative offer, and I think they feel very fortunate to get back those two players. Now, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, we talked about that market for the safeties right. that's out there being soft, not what people thought. Why Jordan Poyer went back to Buffalo? Well, maybe, maybe there's <laughs> a way to bring Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back to Philadelphia because that defensive back market isn't quite as lucrative as some of these players had hoped. Yeah, it could end up working out in the Eagles' favor in a big way there. Mina, what do you think about the players yeah. that the Eagles have prioritized this offseason thus far? I think they got really great value for the ones that, whose contracts we've seen. James Bradbury coming back on that kind of deal based on his play last year is tremendous. Javon Hargrave, of course, left, signed a massive contract with San Francisco that I, it was probably prohibitive for the Eagles. But, Laura, Laura, what I like about this is it gives the Eagles flexibility now in the draft, picking at 10. You know, we've linked them with quarterbacks, uh, and I did that thinking they wouldn't be able to bring back both Bradbury, Slay, much less C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But if they're able to bring back two of three and then all three, suddenly you look at that spot and you think, we can either take the best player available, maybe that's a quarterback, maybe it's a safety, or we can trade down and pick up value, which is we know something that Howie Roseman loves to do. There's no longer that we're drafting for need, which is not a position you want to be in as a team that's a contender like Philadelphia. And when you talk about the defensive side of the ball, I, I don't see – I mean, they – Look, I don't see much difference in what they were a year ago. I think they'll still be good. They got the draft there. They still have the second and third wave of free agency. But Miles Sanders being gone out of the backfield, what, what is that going to do to Jalen Hurts in the running game? What is that going to do to the play-action pass game? How will that affect what they do in the air? Because when you run the football effectively, the way that the Philadelphia Eagles are able to do, do it, it certainly opens up things down the field in the passing game. And I know Rashad Penny's coming over from Seattle, but he's coming over from Seattle 
for a reason. And the reason isn't because he lit it up in Seattle, it's because Seattle said, you know what, probably not for us. Yeah, Adam, it does make me think about Jalen Hurts, and they haven't put any pressure on that deal being done, but the deal needs to happen. He, he needs to get paid. Well, you saw all those players leaving Philadelphia, right? right? The reason that they can't afford to re-sign everybody that they want is because they know they have to re-sign Jalen Hurts. Yep. And they've budgeted for this not just now, but all season long. They know the Jalen Hurts deal is coming. It's going to get done at some point this offseason, and it's the reason they have to be so careful and so selective on some of these other players. All right, so when you think about all that's happened this week, there's still so much more that needs to happen, right? Lamar Jackson, we still need to get this deal finalized with Aaron Rodgers, wherever he's going to go. My goodness, what else is out there? I mean, it, it, Well, it's, we need Aaron Rodgers to bring Key to New York. <laughs> that's possible. We need Back that to New York. Lose my number, Adam. <laughs> Lose my number. Oh, I will say excellent week by our show, and thanks to everybody for tuning in. A free agency special is coming your way next, so stay tuned for that. All the latest on what's been a wild week in the NFL and we'll see you next week.